0: i got a really good feeling about this. Don't
1: get
2: taken
1: with me. As Obi-Wan would say, Thank "You <laughs> Now I'm lost, what are you going for? <laughs> I just thought you were going to say, may the
0: force be with you. Um, what does everyone say? It says, hello there, but we're leaving, so why would I say that?
3: We would be honored if you would join us.
2: Hello and welcome to the Mostly Star Wars podcast. Um, that is our new intro. I hope you guys loved it. Um, Tyler put that together for us. Uh, it was uh, uh, really fun to, to kind of put that together. Uh, such a blast. Um, but anyways, so we're here talking about Andor, but before we get into that, as always, introduction to our trio of hosts. We have Tyler. Hello there. We have Quentin. Hello, everyone. And we have myself, Josiah. So, like I said, we are going to be discussing Andor. Last time we had the first three episodes that we covered. So that was a little bit of a long one. This is going to be a one-episode show, so it's going to be a little bit shorter. So we are covering episode four, Aldani. So this was definitely an interesting one. Once again, uh, like the leaks and different people had kind of discussed about the three-episode arcs, looking like from this uh, episode, it's going to be very similar to that. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the first two episodes are going to be um, a little slower, and then maybe uh, the the sixth episode is where we're going to have the, the actual heist happen. But um, you never know. It could be the next episode. Um, but yeah, uh, jumping right into it, is there anything that jumped right out at you guys the the beginning of the episode, or was there something that it, was kind of cliffhanger on number three?
1: Yeah, kind of how you talked about it. it, it it's it, it's kind of funny how they're doing this because we know that they're in arcs, and it's almost like that last little bit is like you guys know what you're doing. You you know what you're <laughs> doing here, leaving us with that, and they end with here study the whole plans and I want you to know it all by morning and then the episode ends and it just cuts to black it's like yeah uh, <laughs> seriously mm. <laughs> yeah you guys you guys know you're you're just doing it and that's kind of how we talked about last week of just kind of wonder I'm almost wondering if you could get a secondary cut of these after it's over because I get why you'd mm. want to split it up into episodes for uh, streaming, so you can you know for Disney, so they can have it a longer season, can they? Because they have the weekly release. But I'm almost wondering if you could separate these arcs into and re-edit them into straight movies. If you could get like yeah, re- re-edit the whole seasons into like four mini movies. Yeah, in the way of... there's
0: no like having to watch the credits and re-watch the intro again.
1: Yeah. Although, yeah. although I will say the intros are really cool because the intros are different every time the music is set for that episode. It's, it's not mm-hmm. a overarching theme. It, it, it's actually really cool. Cause you can go almost think about, okay, what's the tone of this episode going to be based on the beginning music?
3: No. Yeah, yeah.
0: See, and, I'm, I'm, I kind of feel like I, I'm okay with more of this slow buildup. I actually really like enjoy it. Like this whole episode, it might have felt slow, but man, I was captivated the entire time. But I, I do kind of feel like we're gonna get the action in the next episode.
1: At least, I kinda, yeah, I feel like there'll be something. I feel like,
0: a, I, I feel like they could, they could do at least like the first, you know, like some action. Maybe start the heist in the episode, and maybe
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know something goes wrong, and then boom, after the episode ends, and then we get you know. The rest of the heist and the aftermath in the third episode of this arc.
3: <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I want to make yeah. a uh, prediction. I just got a. Uh, I gotta find his name. the The nerdy guy on the team. Yeah. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: What was his name? I gotta find. I gotta find it. Um, no. Let's oh, shit. see. Right. You had it and then you lose it. You don't, you don't you just hate that?
0: I'm gonna say it was something with an N.
2: Newt.
1: Newt?
0: <laughs>
2: no. No, I don't. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I can't remember.
1: Yeah, oh, gotcha. Um, But, you, you know, I feel like I'm going to make a prediction. The next episode is Nemec. going to clip... Nemec. Nemec. Nah, okay. <clears throat> the next episode, because he's the one that believes in Cassie, and he says he thinks that he's there for uh, part of the cause. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was almost I, my, sad
0: when he said that. And I was like... Andor needs mm-hmm. to be part of the cause, not a mercenary. And, Something's so, going to happen to change him.
1: Well, I think the next episode is going to be uh, end on a cliffhanger in the battle for to steal it, and Nemec is going to die, and that's going to be the cliffhanger in the middle oh, of yeah. the battle, and they're going to end there, and then so you have to wait till the next episode to see if they escape.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like no, no matter what, I feel like we we have a a sad fate for our our band of rebels here, poor friend Neme.
1: Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, Josiah having some uh, connection issues Already there, but
2: based on the way that they've been building <laughs> them, yeah, you know, I, I feel like some way to meet main- this again. Oh. Connection issues. Yeah,
0: I, I, it it does kind of seem like he's the character who's who's slated to to die. He seems a little bit on the the weaker side and more trusting, and it's almost kind of sad. It's like he just, oh, this
1: guy's this guy's not gonna live. <clears throat> yeah, because he's he's the more hopeful one. He's and so yeah. and and maybe in Star Wars, normally you'd think, well, he's gonna be the one that survives. But this this show is obviously we've already seen much darker. And, tone. and so, you know, this, I think this show combined with Rogue One, it's very dark, but the whole point of it is that it turns that darkness and at the very end of Ro- Rogue One, it turns it into hope.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that, yeah. but sometimes you got to go through the darkness to get to that hope. And I think yeah. that's, that's what... Uh, this show is about is showing the darkness that it took to get to that hope.
2: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that is a good connection with rogue one kind of going on its coattails here is going to be really similar that way in it being like dark. And obviously we saw that they weren't, you know, afraid to kill off the main cast in rogue one. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I feel like that is definitely going to be the case with some, you know, on this heist. Um, However, uh,
0: kill off some of the main cast, kill off Andor. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: (laughs) So Andor
0: is actually like a force ghost
2: in rogue one. That's a twist. But anyways, (laughs) uh, I think the, the difference between this is we're getting, you know, the empire side, you know, we're getting, you know, the, the corporation side, we're getting ISB side, and so that really kind of makes this original and sets it apart from anything really that we've been able to consume and in live action for sure so this is yeah well the word the episode for me was super exciting Mm
1: -hmm. it was it's definitely a slow episode but Mm -hmm. uh it almost I, i was listening to someone else and they talked about it they almost said it was a talkie just a full talking episode (laughs) in which it is, but it's like you're still hanging on every word though, because of everything that's there. It's Mm -hmm. so good. I Mm -hmm. almost, I almost got a little worried uh, after watching it though, because I thought, Oh no, people are going to start saying, Oh, they're going to compare this to uh, the Phantom Menace and say, there's too much, too much talking and not enough action and everything. I'm like, but listen, it's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm i loved seeing isb that was so cool everything's like clean and pristine and white did they clean up mm-hmm. Coruscant? yeah even even like the building <laughs> I mean, around there is, probably yeah yeah the building's
2: beautiful yeah it was, one of the kind of was a really really cool part
0: one of the kind of throwaway lines that were in that in that uh the meeting they're talking about they want to do that lady wants to increase budget for surveillance, looking for anti-imperial activity on Ryloth. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty close because you know that <clears throat> even we've seen from the Bad Batch and later in Rebels that the Ryloth has kind of always been fighting against the Empire.
3: Shym mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Sandula has always been, you know, he's he's huge, huge arc in Rebels, trying to destroy the Imperials that are there on Ryloth. So obviously. There's some anti-imperial activity there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, just... That's one thing I was, like, trying to listen for, like, any, any Easter eggs and everything around that, and just trying to listen to all the information going on. And uh, speaking of little bits that we got, I loved one. uh you got the med pack. Yep, right yeah. off the bat. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: It was <laughs> that was that's just an awesome poll, and it, but that's not the first Night's public poll. There's actually a, a good a, a lot of video game Easter eggs I liked in this mm-hmm. episode, and th- they said they're not going to do Easter eggs and, and and cameos and fan service in this show, and we're like, you mean? Not obvious ones, right? I guess apparently because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. In
3: there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. like, yep. Uh. Well, one. So, I cannot believe, uh, the rat attacking invaders. <laughs> like when mm-hmm. he said that, when the crystal, and, and the the, uh, the
0: Rakatan invaders, Rakatan, yeah, Rakatan, the- the Kuwati Signet, Blue Kyber, Skystone, Ancient World, celebrates the uprising against the Rakata invaders.
1: Yes, the Rakata. And I was, the first time I was watching, I was I was just like,
0: no, yeah, they so, said it, they said it. Such a huge moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and I think the other out. thing, like, <clears throat> not even for like, m- like massive major fans, but the other thing is just the fact that they put something in there that has a connection to the Force, Has a connection to you know Jedi Mm -hmm, Sith mm -hmm. whatever um, with a a Kyber crystal, and so I thought that was like an interesting thing. You know, we now have you know our our hero Andor holding a Kyber crystal in his hand, like that. You know, placing that in his hand, that was pretty
0: awesome.
1: Right. Well, I like how
0: he's how Luthen says, "Don't take less than fifty thousand for it," but it's worth mm -hmm. a lot more than that to him. Yeah, yeah. this is obviously something personal to him. Mm -hmm. There could be there could be some deeper meaning to it to him. And then the Mm -hmm. trust that he has to give it to Andor to hold on for the mission.
1: Yeah, he that's because he doesn't even know if Andor is going to survive the mission. So and so he might just be throwing that away. But it's 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 basically the what is the cost of how much are you willing to pay to sacrifice for the objective, for the cause? And I think it's yeah, funny. Yeah, it kind
0: of kind of counteracts the <clears> statement <throat> he says later to, to Vel <clears throat> when she says, what if he's the one who goes down? And Luther says, that's the advantage of renting him. He's disposable. Yeah. But I don't really think he feels that way about Andor. I think that's just what he tells her, so she'll go along with, the, with him on the mission. But I don't think he feels that way at all. Mm-hmm. i think he's taking a big bet on on andor being a major player coming up in the, in the events of the rebellion
1: yeah exactly i think he's he just needs to basically test Andor out like he he's at this point he's disposable but he also thinks that i because mean, he even says uh earlier in the episode uh he says that you'll likely it, it doesn't matter what happens you are going to likely die fighting these guys yeah so whether mm-hmm. he joins the cause or not luthen believes that yeah andor will get on board and he'll be more mm-hmm. but he has to uh, until he does he's just expendable and so but this is him bet basically he's betting on Andor, which is really interesting to me because when they get to Coruscant and he's talking to Mon Mothma and she wants to bring in someone new, he's like, mm-hmm. Can we trust anyone new? Yeah, after he's yeah. just
0: doing this to Vel. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: like, it's just so interesting because. Uh, just all the secrecy that the the rebellion has to go through just to even get what she's doing Mon Mothma's even stating, I can't pull funds like I used to I can't I can't switch money around like I used mm-hmm. to because I'm being watched He noticed cuz mm-hmm. Luther noticed she got she has a new driver just yeah. there's, there's, there's spies a new spy everywhere. in
0: the Senate every week Yeah you mm-hmm. go to the bank and it's all new faces Yeah Yeah
1: So, uh, yeah, Sendit said that I was wondering if we will see any Force-sensitive characters soon. And then he also said that it's what she needed to hear. uh, I think he's talking about Val needed to hear uh, to be okay with him joining so late in the game. And I think it's kind of (laughs) interesting how even Val is like, once she's made that decision, her decision is firm. She she doesn't, because because when they they all start questioning it, she's like, nope, it, I've made my decision. That's it. Nothing. There's no discussing it. That that's the decision. And so I found that mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Once she's, uh, <clears throat> what's uh, what, what am I looking for? She's determined. She's. Uh, she already made up her mind. Uh, there's no no going back.
2: Mhm. It is really interesting like this this episode because it kind of leaves you wondering even a little bit more about the different characters, you know, what 100% is, you know, their their motives behind it, if there is something bigger if they're thinking something bigger, what they're really part of. You know if they understand that they're what they're really part of i mean even the the relationship between um vel and luthen right is is really interesting and you after all that discussion that we had and then the way that she acts later and what she tells about andor and andor kind of questions that even like it you you don't get the full picture of what their relationship is there is even a moment in there in that conversation where i was like is this like father daughter <laughs> like i would not be surprised if he, at somewhere in that conversation she said like dad or something you know like yes. it <laughs> kind of was giving off like those vibes that they're that close but it, like i don't it's yeah it's like you kind of left with talk- even more questions
1: the way he started to talk to her at first he was like cuz he he tells uh andor that she's the boss but mm-hmm. then at the end he starts you wanted to lead basically starting mm-hmm. to talk no you wanted this you wanted this responsibility <laughs> here's what i'm giving you
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and so yeah it's an interesting what their relationship uh will turn out to be or if mm-hmm. it's just what it looks like on the outside
2: yeah at the very least he's a very important mentor to her helping her maybe perhaps guide her in a direction she already wanted to go but didn't have the means mm-hmm. to do so um but the other thing is um his finances you know 200,000 credits is is a pretty uh, big lump sum that he was just going to give a rando you know and uh, everything you know like later that we see he has access to he was um, going to yeah, pay for- it-
1: <clears throat> he was going to pay 40,000 for the box but he yeah. instantly says, do this job and I'll pay you 200000 Yeah. So, well, you I mean, know, he's, you he's, about he's got it, money. It,
0: mm-hmm. The job is to steal the entire payroll, <laughs> and quarterly payroll for an imperial sector. Right. I mean, that's got to be huge. Not, mm-hmm. you know, a couple hundred thousand. You're probably talking billions or trillions, trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Or of yeah. The,
2: the other thing to think about is, You know, is he just a master, you know, manipulator, master of disguise uh, type situation? And Mon Mothma is the one that's bankrolling him, and so that's why they were talking about getting Mm -hmm. finances. And so maybe this two hundred thousand is he's getting it from her to pay and or type situation. So yeah, it's like it's hard to it's hard to know. Or is
1: he just independently wealthy? (laughs) They talk about. I mean, he, I, I I could see a mix of a, both. Yeah, because he's also a very secretive person. Even though we, know, we got more, and we know he owns a antique shop, some of the coolest antiques in Star Wars, you know.
2: Yeah, and like and- that stuff is like, there's no price to that. It's Just it's like the value of all that <clears throat> stuff is unreal. The the price on stuff like
0: that is whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. <laughs>
1: And so, like, oh, but you don't, I mean, oh, you don't, you don't I want mean, hundred
0: thousand credits for this sword. Somebody else will. So next. yeah, but I mean, the <laughs> other
2: thing is like a lot of that stuff. The empire doesn't even want around. So I mean, it's it, it's a lot of stuff that's like super rare, um, based on mm-hmm. the time frame of this show. So that's another thing too.
1: So, yeah he he's got all this stuff. Which when again we talked about video game Easter eggs, there's. Star Killer's helmet, like it's very, <laughs> it's Star Killer's not even canon at this point, but his helmet is right there in the background. It's one of the most. Uh, it's, a, it's the most Sith easiest something to see
0: thing helmet. I can't think of, I can't remember what they call it, but it's a Sith helmet of some kind. Hmm. I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff in this scene.
3: Hmm.
1: So. Like, yeah, it, the I mean the, even the one uh he points out, uh what is it, the Utapaoan something? Monk something, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, if everyone knows that's from <clears throat> Utapau where Obi-Wan killed Grievous. So mm-hmm. and so it's it's one of their warriors, ancient warriors, which is which mm-hmm. is a pretty cool poll. It's just no fan service, nothing. We're just gonna, you know, mention all this stuff and talk about all these ancient yeah, I mean, Star Wars stuff and
0: Mandalorian armor. There's a yeah, I got best guy Calico-ri armor
1: on there. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he had the Calicori.
0: Mm-hmm. I was the thinking, thing I was that
1: thinking, Thrawn was
0: admiring from Hela. Take taking some, <laughs> taking someone's yeah.
1: calicory though. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, maybe yeah. the
0: family line had ended.
1: Yeah, I guess Maybe. right.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's supposed to be a family heirloom, basically a piece from every person in the family down through history. Yeah, which is actually and pretty
2: then, cool. Yeah, I kind of you... felt like
0: they they went to the just the vault in Skywalker Ranch. But here's a prop. Here's a prop. Here's a prop.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the, the, the
0: gun, gun shield from Episode One. Oh, there's a a Wookiee horn that we made for Episode Three that we never actually used.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think that would be pretty easy, but that would be great, which is uh, one thing that they're doing too, is there's doing episode guides on the uh, star starwars.com but they don't air until Tuesday, the day before the episode. Cause another thing I thought extremely interesting when we talked on Saturday, none, it was episodes one through three. They didn't mm-hmm. have names. I was like, I I, I literally looked it up because I went to write notes for each episode, and there was no names of the episodes when they first aired. I pull up on mm-hmm. on Tuesday night to to watch the episode, the episode four, and then I was like, oh hey, look it, they got titles on them all now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, I just thought that was interesting because. <coughs> At first, I was like, "Okay, I guess we're not gonna have titles to episodes, which I'm perfectly fine with. I mean it doesn't really matter as much I'd almost I'd more want <clears throat> like a title of the arc than than necessarily an individual title, but I know like uh, as fans we'll come up with our own titles for those." <clears throat> I mean cuz there's so many arcs in in the Clone Wars that are just episode names but everyone has their their name for it. I
0: mm-hmm. really loved the the show that Luthan put on when he was in his store. Yeah. Just his his boisterous, outgoing and loud mm-hmm. talking and No, his and he's acting inside of a character acting. It's awesome.
1: No, I I loved. I just I thought it was awesome when before he even gets there, he's in his ship and he puts on his wig and he puts on his ring. Yeah, wig and he he puts he puts on his smile, little
0: pose. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like he's getting
1: into the character. character. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So okay, send it says Mm -hmm. I got interrupted at work. This takes off topic and don't go backwards. Super impressed with how Lutheran is teaching these people to be leaders in the rebellion. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. he he's teaching them the hard lessons, the mm-hmm. things you'll have to learn if you're gonna want it. And I just it, was, it reminded me of that uh, line from Episode Three, and it just it like gives you chills when he says, "Don't you want to fight these bastards for real?" yeah I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh this is this stuff is getting real. Oh, this is going deep in the mm-hmm. the oh it's into the rebellion and just how it starts mm-hmm. and how it turns into that from that into hope and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because basically the rebellion has to do things maybe that they wouldn't want to in the beginning and because you always talk about, it's not about winning. It's about how you win. And that's kind of what the, the rebellion in the original trilogy was displayed as just purely good, could make no mistakes. They had the, the right to do everything they did because they were the good guys, purely Mm -hmm. pure and simple. And this is kind of an interesting take because it's, showing that maybe it's not you know maybe it didn't makes me maybe that it's how it is now but it didn't start like that especially when you get to like Rogue One and you have the separation between uh, Saw Gerrera and and the rebellion
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: so it, it's just kind of interesting the way it, it takes that and like like Sendit had said, the uh, Luthan is teaching them, and his character is so cool. His
3: mm-hmm. he's
1: such an interesting character because I, I can't wait to get more of who he is. Because yeah, because I am almost I'm almost certain that whether he makes it to season two or not, that he doesn't survive the show. Because yeah, it's almost it's almost like a Rogue One kind of thing. He's not in Rogue One. He's not in. In a new hope or anything like that, so uh, and it would be interesting, especially if he does something like that in front of Cassian.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Does he's where, where I see him is the mentor role, and the mentor oh, role yeah, he's, always he's, dies in the first episode of the trilogy,
0: the, he's the Obi Wan to. <laughs> So Cassian's Luke.
1: Yes. <laughs> A- or quiet so, to Obi
2: wan so, uh, so Tim was the mentor.
0: No. He's Stark. <laughs> <never laughs> because he's the one who died.
1: <laughs> no, I, I let's don't, not bring I don't up long so. Tim again. <laughs> it's Tim. He's, he's dead he's dead and gone. Tim. It's Tim, Tim, Tim with two
0: M's. <laughs> Tim. <clears throat> oh, man. But
1: but speaking <clears throat> about the the rebels doing things that may be darker and whatnot, we mm-hmm. can go back on the other side and look at Cyril Karn mm-hmm. and what we're getting with his character. And this this kind of reminds me of the uh, the line in the crawl of uh, Revenge of the Sith. There are heroes yeah. on both sides. Uh Because realistically, if you if you put in this show and placed Cyril Khan as the protagonist, everything he did would have been looked good upon. He would he would have looked been looked as the hero. He was the good guy. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And and you know that they're going to continue to do stuff with him, because why would we have gotten that scene with him going home to his mom on Coruscant? Like, mm-hmm. they get their berating, which their berating was hilarious and awesome. But I had yeah, nothing to perfect. do with it. And, yeah. and then Linus Box is like, <laughs> seriously?
0: <laughs>
1: I love that. that was so scene.
0: good. I could just watch it over and over again. I know. It was
1: perfect. <clears throat> but after that scene, if we're not going to get more from Cyril Karn, if he's not going to be more in this show, there would be no reason to show anything after that. Mm-hmm. There, there wouldn't be any reason to show him going home.
0: Uh, I could almost, I could almost see his character as starting to climb the. Maybe you know, he's back on Coruscant, right? That's where, that's where he went. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Could you see him uh, uh, possibly joining, trying to join the ISB in some way? Yeah, oh, I yeah. think so,
2: and I feel like he's going to end up. Somehow crossing paths <laughs> with Deidre, right? Because it mm-hmm. kind of seems like they're they're similar, you know, paths. I guess you could say I, it's easy to see them them crossing for sure. I almost oh,
0: want to see him join the ISB and still be a playing character into the second season when he joins the rebellion from the ISB.
1: Oh, <laughs> the you talking?
0: Oh, this how cool would that be? But you're, like, I don't callous... to like ha- Agent, Cowell, I don't want sorry. it to happen this season, right? Like I want him yeah. to, I want him to spend this season building up as an ISB, thinking he's doing the right thing, working for the ISB,
2: and then seeing it, yeah, yeah. First, oh. and then you get it like maybe it.
0: near the end of the second season, he helps, he helps score the big, the big win for the team at the end of this, the big, big win at the end of the, the second season. Mm. Dude, I just got
1: guy. goosebumps by you saying that. That sounds so awesome. That would, yeah, be, I, that would be. I think sweet. that
0: would be great because just his character in the first couple episodes kind of like assertive, but shy at the same time, you know, like really undecisive. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I just, I just want to see more of that character grow.
1: Yeah. He, he, he knows. I feel like you're right. He's, he knows what's right. And, but he's, yeah, you like you said, kind of shy and a little afraid to get his hands dirty at first. And, and then he does, because he has this uh, righteous indignation to go after a murderer. Mm-hmm. and
0: Which gets more people, more of his people killed.
1: Yeah, and then you, you can see it when the, when the explosion happens, and he's just realizing everything, and he's basically in shock. Yeah. Or is it, not basically, he is in shock, because, was it, Linus Mosk? he grabs him, let's go! And, yeah, I... I can't wait to see what they have in store for this character because he, he's an interesting take. It's almost like I said because nothing he did was actually wrong. If you faced it, placed him as the protagonist, mm-hmm. he he makes choices that a hero makes. He he's mm-hmm. uh, angry about someone being murdered. He's trying to do it the right way. And so it's it's a super interesting character, and it's just like I said, heroes on both sides, and and it almost brings you back to not everyone thinks that the Empire is bad. Uh who was yeah. it? Was it uh, uh Frick, was his <clears throat> name Frick, who was on the uh obi the, spe- the Speeder oh. in Obi Wan, who was, uh helping them and he's like he said, nothing wrong with a little order. Mm-hmm. And so, well, I everyone... thought that was
0: an interesting take because it comes from an alien, and usually, the empire is rude and mean to aliens. Yeah, and which but you I can also see, like the, the stormtroopers that were nice to him, right? So that's like his experience with the empire. The stormtroopers are are helpful and and nice and respectful to him, whereas, you know, the empire as a whole is obviously uh, racist against aliens, but on the individual level. It's not necessarily as obvious. What you saw when, in this episode. When you episode, get troopers
1: like that. You saw the, the... What you're talking about, races versus aliens? ISB. One, they're all human. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Two, if you didn't notice, they all have British accents because the British accent is associated with the Empire because of Tarkin and it goes all the way back to the beginning. And so, they all have that British accents whereas... Uh, the people on Ferrix have uh, different accents from all over the place. Uh, even, mixture even, between Irish and Scottish, and and
0: even mm-hmm. what's his face, the uh, of security guy,
1: uh, Linus Mosk.
0: Yeah, Linus Mosk is is you know, it's it uh, Scottish, so it's it's considered. I mean, at least by colonial Britain to be a lower kind of way of talking
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's kind of what the empire was run. uh i think that's what george was kind of getting at was with that uh like you said the colonialism and everything and you have so so when you talk about the empire here in isb and they all have similar accents that means they've all come from similar planets uh close Mm -hmm. close probably close to coruscant or uh, wealthy more high end uh, uh, higher tier class basically if you're going to a uh, a class scale and I think that's what mm-hmm. we kind of talked about the, like the racism of the, the empire there when it comes to that kind of stuff and I think that's also represented in the fact that not only is there no aliens but you also have the definite British accents in all of the ISB agents I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen,
0: because I don't really see a point, and it'll probably just be fan service if it did, but how cool would it be if we got Yularen? we just got a scene with Yolaren somewhere? I totally thought for like, maybe... He was like, I'm pretty sure he's like top, top dog of ISB.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that would be... That would Which be was awesome. actually a demotion for him, but... <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they, I think they talk about it in the first Thrawn book. It's a demotion because he was an admiral of the of the uh, in the Clone Wars. He was uh, a military leader, not just. And yeah, so, but, and he was demoted to ISB instead of instead I, of ISB
0: isn't isn't just spies. They I mean they ISB is is in charge of the, the military defense of Coruscant. All the star destroyers are a Coruscant are ISB. So. Like think complete about this. The ISB. So I think it's actually an important role. I think it's a great role. I don't really think it's a. I mean, I don't know if it's talked down as a demotion, but I feel like it's it's a very important role within the empire that that he takes great responsibility in. And I feel like, I like... it's it's important. I almost feel like it'd be a promotion. If you're the, I mean, you're the absolute number one of Imperial Secret Division, basically.
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm. the the other thing that I thought. Was interesting is him saying, "What do we? What are we doing here at ISB? What does ISB do?"
0: Mm-hmm. And that was a great speech.
1: And they're they're like, "We're, we're looking for uh, anti anti imperial anything." And he's like, "No, we're basically says they're a doctor. We're looking for a symptom. They're a healthcare provider," he mm-hmm. says. <clears throat> and and they're looking for a symptom. And they're treating the symptoms. Yeah, to snuff out the symptoms to eradicate before it ever becomes a cold. Basically, mm-hmm.
0: says so they, they. locate germs whether they arise from within or have come from the outside.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, ISB had what were called loyalty officers,
1: mm-hmm. and they were
0: basically they were the ones who would like interrogate Imperial anybody. Anybody in the Empire, from stormtroopers to admirals, and if they were, if they were shown any kind of signs of rebellion, sim- if they were symptomatic to the cause of the rebellion, then they were
1: punished severely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it was just—it's just the deep things we're learning. That's it. Almost was like when I because I looked at the runtime for this, and it's a forty-minute runtime or uh, fifty-minute runtime minus credits mm-hmm. and i just thought and then the whole episode like you said is mostly talking yeah and i was just like oh my goodness we're gonna get so much exposition from this and mm-hmm. and you do you get to, you get to learn more daily life the i mean <clears throat> it, it's really hard to hear all the things that are being said when uh Cyril karn gets off the shuttle but there but if you turn on the uh the uh, caption. You can see. You can listen. They're just talking about different sit, different planets, and and bus, basically bus routing, and and stuff to different planets, and it's it's super cool. And the fact we also get to see Coruscant because we haven't seen Coruscant since mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And I, I will did I did think it looked a little different. One thing I noticed mm-hmm. and actually it fits with uh, what George was going for because in in the we we kind of talked about this when we did our episode two episode, but that he wanted the ships to be a more elegant design of that day because uh, in in the early uh, in like episode two time frame everything was about culture and and art and everything and so that's why you have the ships are so round and elegant and everything but also Mm -hmm. the buildings and everything on Coruscant is that same way but skip Mm -hmm. ahead uh 18 years and we're looking at Coruscant now and everything's square because squares are tight and orderly and I almost feel like that's because that's the empire taking over and, and that's the only design you're allowed to do it's it's got to be neat you know a tie fighter isn't elegant it's mm-hmm. it's efficient and and so you get that aspect of it when you look at coruscant and you can see the change that has taken over the culture itself is mm-hmm. is just an interesting look.
0: Speaking yeah. of of tie fighters, I really like that scene where mm-hmm. Clem and Val were were walking back. You know, they're going the long way around. It's a day's walk, so trying to avoid patrols. And then obviously they hear it. We don't hear it right away because we don't need, we need to be able to hear di- the dialogue between them. But the the beautifyingly the beautiful beautiful terrifying screech of a TIE fighter could you imagine hearing that thing come up the canyon that you're walking yeah and, you know they, they right? talk and cover then they fly overhead man those things mm-hmm. sound the the psychological sound of TIE fighters in the air right like it's so distinct and you know they're mm-hmm. they're looking for you but I just yeah. I just imagine they were probably able to hear that thing coming like when you hear I mean if you was a, a fighter flying up you know like a jet fighter flying up that canyon, you'd hear it coming and so mm-hmm. that's why they were able to duck and cover it. But I just, man, that thing is, it sounded so cool when it flew over their head. So, yeah. Oh, the, that, that, that screech. The, the sound of,
1: design, because uh, you even got it with the the uh, speeder bike when he pulls yeah. up mm-hmm. on it.
0: Oh, I, I recognized that sound as soon as I heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, my my sound first design, thought was, oh, were they found? When I heard it, you know, why is there an yeah. Imperial speeder bike coming up? Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then he's a spy. He's, yeah, he's a mole. Oh, I like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. That will,
1: that's really I would be
2: cool. the, another part that I liked. Is oh, oh sorry,
1: ahead. sorry. Uh, no, I'd just be interesting to see because we we talked about maybe one of them dying in the next episode, but is someone going to betray him? Did they trust the wrong imperial agent? That would be awful. <laughs> but it would show i that mean
0: that would be fantastic really... writing i would i would i would be surprised if they went through something like that but that would be crazy yeah I mean, that'd be that'd be that'd, be
2: that'd also be really crazy if it wasn't discussed at like headquarters when we were there and all the they're discussing little squabbles when that would have been a huge thing if they had a a mole within you know the People fighting against them but no what i was going to say i thought was interesting was uh what did we say uh the kid that's probably going to die his name is Nemec,
0: Nemec. Nemec. yeah i
2: think, I think that's yeah, right Nemec. so when when we first come onto the camp there nemick is sleeping on watch in that little yes. conversation that was really cool and i love uh you know he mentions a few people but one specifically is he said, you know, like, if this was, like, Saw Guerrera, like, you'd be dead. Like, he wouldn't, yes, he wouldn't allow that, you know. And so, like, you're already kind of seeing deviations, even though at this time, nothing is, like, fully formed, you know, unified or anything like that. Uh, obviously, as a rebellion, these, you know, different, you know, sects and groups and, you know, what, whatever Luther was saying, you know, you can call it whatever you want, you know, they all have different styles. And even from, you know, at cool. this point, they they know uh, kind of Saw's style, I guess you could say his mo. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, exactly. He comes up on him and he's sleeping, and you know that one. Everyone in the camp could be dead already. Yep. and because you failed to warn everyone, and he he says, "What what does he say? Something?" Uh, Saw Guerrero would put your head on a pike for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I, well, we already know that uh Saw is a little extreme. Right. Uh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I want to make, I'll make one complaint.
2: Oh, shoot.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to go there. <laughs> what were they thinking with those guns? <laughs> Those are guns. Those aren't blasters. <laughs> like they didn't. It, it's almost like they just took a gun and just said, "Here, have this. We don't. We don't even need to do anything special with it." Like, they... I'm I'm torn on on
0: that because if you look at Han Solo's blaster, it's just a German pistol from World War II with a giant scope on it. It really is. That's all it is yeah but it's well, not they, as they recognizable the, the, front, the problem is they, they used put the, the they, front they,
1: spoiler thing on it or the silencer thing on it and
0: the problem is they used the most recognizable firearm in the world
3: <laughs>
0: yes in, in the ak platform and and i mean for the most part in the original trilogy at least mo- almost every blaster was just based off a real gun i mean that's yes. what mm-hmm. you had to but make you're props right to...
1: Star Wars, fi- I, Star Wars
0: Five. That's that's the, that's the problem. Is they used <laughs> the the most obvious platform, and they didn't do enough to make it look like a blaster, some kind of mm-hmm. short cart magazine, maybe. Because you look at mm-hmm. like like Hans, it has a it has the mag on it from from the pistol. It's I just felt like there was something they could have done.
1: That yeah, made
0: mm-hmm. it a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I'll be curious if I'll feel a little bit different if they when they start using them in the next episode, if it if it'll look yeah, a little maybe. different. Mm-hmm. I won't, you know maybe they give an excuse for why it needs a magazine, or or something something practical or, like that.
0: I mean, uh, where is it? There's, I'm pretty sure. Maybe the aftermath books, one of the uh one of the team members is a bounty hunter and they use a cycler rifle, which is a rifle that shoots a projectile, not a laser. I mean, I don't want to go down that route of they're just using regular guns and cell wars all the time, but I mean they did exist in the world. It's not like the first time I've ever seen a yeah. practical firearm. Right. There are there are just more advantages to to a blaster. And I mean, I there's been videos I've seen about like the comparing the two and why one would one's probably better than the other, but there are advantages to to both in certain situations.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm not, I'm not saying I want to see it just be an AK and they're just using that in Star Wars, but I don't know. You said maybe it'll be maybe it'll feel a little bit different once you see
1: it in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe they get some excuses or or make some kind of Star Wars. Reason why it looks like that that's that's sure. one thing I always I thought about uh that's what's kind of great about Star Wars I've talked about in the past too is that the uh getting taken out of a scene or something it just doesn't happen as much in Star Wars because you can usually think about it you can wash it away with like oh the force or or something or this is a entirely different galaxy it does you, you can't just base everything on uh what we know in our world that it applies in in star wars and so Mm -hmm. uh you don't you don't get taken out of it you you can you you don't get suspension of disbelief nearly as much and so and that was one of the few things where i was like oh but maybe maybe there'll be some star wars reasons that will explain it and i can i can be uh better on that
2: yeah, I think another like really cool thing is, um, when we basically have the the debate, or um, if you want to call it like a the mediation <laughs> that they have in the ISB over the box, you know, when when Dedra's trying to get it and stuff like that, I love that mm-hmm. room. It was like you know, it was an awesome room. Like it's totally built that one you know, one or multiple parties could be on either side. And then you have the mediator in the middle, you know, kind of hearing both sides. Once again, going back to that orderly, it was even though both sides were, you know, you know, obviously passionate about the outcome or, you know, they were both thinking about their own careers and things like Mm -hmm. that. Either way, they both took turns and it was an orderly fashion. The, The whole proceedings was very orderly. But then I love even though they're, just, you know, the, the main dude's just saying like, okay, this is what it is. You know, it's not that important. You need to focus on important things. He, the other guy leaves. And then when he's talking to her, it was like, he's, he's telling her what to focus on, what to do. But once again, going back to heroes on both sides, he's like Luthen, right? He is teaching her how to be successful you know, and Mm -hmm. everything he tells her was like, excellent. And then the way that he does it, like, at first, you're like, Oh, he's just being mean, right, you know, and like, doesn't care about her. But as the conversation goes on, he starts commending her and saying, you know, okay, yeah, you need to work on this, this and this, but here's the things that you're doing good at, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're gonna advance in this respect, because you're doing great, you know, work here. And so I was like, man, you know, like, this guy's awesome, like, he'd be a cool boss to work for. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, I, I thought it was interesting when the one guy is just like oh she's just trying to elevate her position and i'm like this is the empire yeah you're everyone just is mad because she's getting more successful at it than you
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like but yeah. but that's the thing is that she really wasn't yet Talk about how she's got two sectors to look over. He's got six. Like he's like, Mm -hmm. tell her to, and I I love that line that he says to steady the ladder before climbing. Mm -hmm. If you fall, you fall by yourself.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. That was,
0: yeah, that was like, that was great. Like, Yeah.
2: Yeah. So he gives her the discipline, you know, tells her what she was doing wrong, you know, and says, his quarterly reports are in and yours are not. So you're not focusing, you know, you're losing focus on this thing and you're not mm-hmm. doing your job. However, you're doing really good at this. So keep up that and maybe you're gonna, you know, have career advancement in that path. So like he could have just said, you're not doing what you're supposed to, you're wrong, get back to work, you're a failure, you know, whatever, but he didn't, you know, he he was building her up. He was saying, this is what you need to do. You know, the, they, once again, like we were talking about Luthan, you know, he was he was teaching her how to be successful. So that's great leadership.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we kind of talked about Cyril Karn, but I just found it interesting that when he comes home to his mom, first thing she does <laughs> is slap him. I know. And, then, that, um, and then hugs it's him. interesting. Mm-hmm. And then. Okay, I died laughing when she's like, mind your own business to the, to the lady across the street or something. I, I don't know uh-huh. exactly what she said, but uh, it was it was funny. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, she says, what are you staring at? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like after she just yeah. slapped him and the, and then hugged him. And I, I definitely take that as she was mad at him for leaving. But she's glad that he's home. Yeah, it's
2: it's hard to say there's there's lots of different things it could be because the other thing is we see his the type of person he is, right? Mm-hmm. And you you kind of discuss the whole way that he is. That could have been based on his upbringing, could have been based on like the way that his mom raised him, you know. So, he basically is a failure, you know. <laughs> he, you know, got demoted or fired or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So that also could have played a role. You know, she could have been disappointed, you know, and he dishonored the family. But then at the same time, she's happy to see him home. Or the other thing that I was thinking is it also could be if she didn't know he was coming home. So she was mad that he didn't say like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm coming home. So she was in complete shock when he shows up at the door, you know, type situation. But I feel like because of the neighbor the the people know that he failed. He, they know he's a failure, yeah. so they're all watching, like, oh, man, that bad, you know, like, the failure kid has returned type thing.
1: I also think maybe it was more along the lines that she was mad at him for putting himself in danger, for, for doing that kind of stuff and putting himself where he could have been killed and she was angry that she could have lost him, and that's why she was angry, but then there's the hug. Because mm-hmm. she loves him and doesn't want to lose him, but she was angry at him for acting foolishly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending,
2: I guess, on how much you know of the actual you know situation was told to the the public or how much he told her,
1: or to her but, yeah. individually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that just and it's just another interesting level. Oh, of where I, do we go with this character?
2: Yeah, I like what Sended O'Reilly said. Uh, what if she didn't agree with him choosing to work for the greedy corporation when they obviously from humble means yeah that's a that's huge or the other thing even like kind of going along that same wavelength is you know if you know they he had a, a possibility to work for the empire you know or you know to do something on Coruscant and he chose that instead so once again you know choosing a line of work that you know, a lot of people, even though he thought that he could do some good, a lot of people, even the people working within the corporation knew that not everybody's good. A lot of people take advantage of the position.
1: That's an interesting point, because maybe if he thought that he was doing something good and he maybe he could change it, then mm-hmm. that goes on to uh, Quentin's speculation of maybe seeing him become part of the Empire, but then... Make the switch. hmm What if... What if... Like, Quentin says, he makes the switch, but instead of... Luthien... making the sacrifice for the cause, it's him at the end. Which is... And, and if you, the rumors that Quentin said is true, that the, the last uh, arc is supposed to take place like five days before Rogue One, that those things mm-hmm. could be in his mind of... him... Saying it's okay to make the ultimate sacrifice for this cause, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why he yeah. made the decision to to go to Scarif. Because mm-hmm. as yeah. you know, everyone knew going to Scarif was a suicide mission. They they might have tried to talk themselves that it, that they could come home, and, and that but everyone knew that chances are they weren't coming home.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man, there's so many characters in here that they can go so many different ways. I keep thinking Dedra too. The way that they keep playing her character, it's like she could go so many different ways. They could it's, do so much with that character.
1: Yeah, because it goes to the point that not everyone in the Empire is a bad person. Not, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they think that they're doing the right thing and keeping order and and providing stability for the galaxy. And so, and that's just... People aren't bad just because they've been manipulated or uh, believe the propaganda that the emperor has sent out, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of the the whole point of the rebellion is to say, hey, no, look at everything's bad. Look at the way they're treating these people. All of all of this stuff. Speaking speaking of the way they're treating these people, we get in the beginning of this episode, that Cassian was on Mimbom. Which would have put him... During the war, he was there the same time that Han Solo was, during the Solo movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a, a cool... Yeah, that was interesting... Cool
1: yeah,
2: interesting tie-in, because then... It's really, it's really cool storytelling. And like, once again, how they've been doing so great with the movies and the shows and the cartoons and comics and books and all that, like kind of melding that together because they're using other, you know, previous content to give meaning, you know, more meaning. And then Mm -hmm. they're using the new stuff to give more meaning to the old. But what I think is really cool about that is when they talked about that, you immediately knew it. Or, you know you're like i saw that i knew what that's like you know i saw mm-hmm. that in live action mm-hmm. so i could imagine him like living in you know like surviving through you know those times or whatever and so you, it kind of they didn't even have to show it because we've already seen it so that was and, that was cool
1: and it's interesting because it can it gives more context to it too because in solo they were said what what are we even fighting for and he's like to install a regime loyal to the empire and mm-hmm. and uh Cassian says we didn't even know it, but we were fighting each other. Yeah. They had convinced them that they were basically just fighting each other and that's how the Empire gets everyone fighting, and then they come in and, and clean it all up and and, and bring that order. Mm-hmm.
2: I also did want to mention something else because so you guys had talked about before we were talking about like age and stuff. And it is kind of funny because so I watched I watched those first episodes again and I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely older than I I remembered him. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. the other thing is when he said that, you know, he had been in the fight since he was six years old. I can't remember which of you when you guys were saying maybe he was exaggerating or, you know, something like that. Well, now we heard him exaggerate to Luthen, which was pretty much a lie. But if you want to consider he he basically exaggerated what happened on on the mud planet. Right. And so now, like seeing that's the way he was, he was in an emotional heightened state talking to Luthen. So maybe it was like that's just the way he kind of is like, you know, he straight up pretty much lied. But it was really a big exaggeration of what he had to go through. And so, yeah, saying I've been in this since I was six years old could have definitely just been kind of like an exaggeration. But saying, you know, I've been in it since I was a kid when really he was more like, you know, 14 or whatever. Yeah, because he
1: (laughs) says he says he was like one of 50 people to get out of of a mem bomb and and that he he was fighting for two years and everything. And Luther goes, (laughs) you were brought in as a cook and you only survived because you ran. So yeah. you're only there for six months,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so, so yeah, yeah. Because as you're saying, he he could be exaggerating mm-hmm. all of that, and and I don't even see it. Just yeah, to me that line says I've been in it, uh, for a long time. I been, or it, pretty much as long my as life. I can remember. Yeah, yeah, it's his life, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that that's an interesting point because. It doesn't really matter if it's if it's straight up legit, or yeah. if if it's an exaggeration. The point is is the uh, is the meaning behind the words, not the not the exact words.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and so and that's just another another interesting thing that this this show is uh, divulging. Kind of like you said, uh, we're getting more information on old stuff and we get in the way you look at it from a different perspective with because of the new stuff and it, it's just we're so spoiled as to have all this star wars <laughs> goodness yeah
2: i know <laughs>
1: crazy and in this episode i i can't wait to see where we go in the next episode because like we've talked about with the series arcs i doubt that we're gonna get all of the heist i feel mm-hmm. like it'll it's gonna be like something in the middle of the heist perhaps or towards the end of it but you're not gonna get the escape
2: yeah and you want to yeah, uh, wait for the following I week yeah yeah i mean they've done they've done really good with like cliffhangers making you you know want yes. more and I, the other thing that I was going to mention is, like, even slow episodes like this, like, you're just, like, hooked the whole time. Especially, I, we haven't even talked about it, but uh, Mon Mothma, like, when she goes home, yes. and she has the, the, like, she has that discussion with her husband and everything. And then, like, oh, man, she just, like, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. She killed that scene. Like, she was so amazing in that mm-hmm. scene. I felt her passion. You know everything was coming through. She was being hundred percent. You know, like
1: these just people real hate me. in
2: that moment. Yeah, she's like, "Are you serious? Like you're gonna have them over to the house?" You know, and it's like they're like people are starving. You know, and who would have guessed just, that? Like everything I'm fighting for, they're like against everything I'm trying to do for good. You
1: know, and he's like, "Oh well, they're fun." Who would <laughs> so cool. who? Yeah, who would have guessed that, that Mon Masuma's husband's a dirtbag? I know. <laughs>
3: like.
1: <laughs> he just wants to
0: live the lavish life of a senator's husband and and have parties and have fun And she's like, I'm trying to save lives over here Yeah, so yeah, one of the, the- one of the
1: people that is invited over is part of uh The vizier's a- uh, Advisors, which uh, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, why is his name escaping me? Bluehorn dude
0: yeah. No, 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 no. It's not him. It's the other one that's just next or, to him. yeah, it's the, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's got he's got the the horns, and he's the one he knows oh, what is his no, name. Oh, that's Massamita. Yeah, that, yes, that's who, about, that's who I'm thinking. That's who I'm thinking. Massamita. But but, but 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 yeah, that's not that's not the, not the one the who was invited. One, it
0: was the other advisor, the one who's force sensitive, like the Sith. Like she, they totally know Palpatine's a Sith, and they're force sensitive. Well, and, so does Massamita. This, this person's going to be going to be sitting here at at Mon Mothma's table eating dinner. Mm -hmm. on the fun side while she sits on the boring side
2: i know yeah and i love man uh you always have the lines up quentin but i love that what she tells him like that you know like if i'm like you don't want me to be
0: honest because like i will or something along those lines so something something, she says um don't make me pay attention because if i do because if you do i will and you'll regret it
2: Yes, I love that. That was so amazing. She's just like, bam, you know, <laughs> too late, yeah. to, you know, too late to uninvite them. They are going to come, you know, but yeah, if, if you make me part of your guys's party, fun conversation over there. Yeah, she's not going to be quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it- I, I love that that line from her husband at the end when she says she's going to return his gift. He's like, why is there to be so sad and boring? <laughs> like I know. Look at the house they're in. It's so beautiful. I know.
2: It's such an amazing house.
1: But, well, yeah, because it's all white. And it honestly does feel like she's putting on this facade, too, because that is very much Empire. She, she's, mm-hmm. Everything's white and clean and very Empire. I mean, even, even she's wearing white.
2: Yeah. I will say, though, like, it. I love seeing this because later in, like, A New Hope and stuff, in, in the midst of, like, wires and cords and, you know, old electronics and, you know, basically, like, you know, war and, you know, like, dirty soldiers and stuff, freedom fighters, mm-hmm. whatever, you have her just regal, just like Leia, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she's just, she still royal. looks, yeah, she still looks royal. And, like, so I love seeing this because, like, this is, that is also who she is. You know, she mm-hmm. is this. You know, this like you know royal elegant. Yeah, I mean, she's woman. been
0: serving Chandrila as a senator for decades. Mm-hmm. Which and that she's was name done dropped. Good work, Chandrila. She,
1: she she name drops it right when she goes into Luthen's thing. I don't think I don't think that planet's ever been officially named in a uh, Star Wars show or a live action show for sure. I don't know about mm-hmm. live
0: action, but it's definitely canonized. Chandrila becomes yes, the it's definitely thing. canon, but. The center of the new republic but um well luther mentions it when the driver pulls up because new driver is yep chandrillon and the and the <laughs> his resistance says i assume so something like that yeah but no, i want to bring up in her house it's not just white right like the empire is mm-hmm. like everything's white except for the small bits of black her house
1: white is and black yeah white
0: it's white, but there's there's you know there's plants. There's some beautiful bonsai trees in it, but everything yeah. is covered in gold. Mm-hmm. All the trimmings, <laughs> the light fixtures. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's white and gold.
2: Yeah, and the whole elegant dinner spread getting prepared yep.
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. All the plates are are like trimmed in gold. Mm-hmm.
1: And it, I think it was interesting because she got to she had I think more screen time in this than she had in rogue one and the deleted scenes in uh revenge of the <laughs> sith combined
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, uh, yeah hey. I yeah mean, i thought she just played mon mothma perfectly mm-hmm. yes it, it was, i'm yeah. so glad that she was able to continue doing this role yeah and, and, there was and, like little like,
2: parts of this that like show you know this episode there's little parts where i was like oh man that's amazing oh man this is good when we got to that like scene from her walking like into her house all the way through the finish of that scene at the house i was just like glued i was like this is so amazing and i love that they created this show so we could see this right it was
1: Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to get out because it's uh (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, and Senator O'Reilly said, "Well, she's an O'Reilly, so yeah, hundred percent."
1: Viva O'Reilly, yeah, <laughs> the the actress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it fits too for the rebellion. You know, uh being probably Irish descent, kind of just like we talked about accents and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is it Northern Ireland or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the. It, it's interesting to get this character because this is a, an original trilogy character. I mean, her first was her first appearance was in Return of the Jedi, of, of like someone we had never seen before. But all but they're like, no, no, this is the leader of the rebellion. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and she only has a couple of lines about Bothans dying, and that's like all we see. Mm-hmm. But to really get to see her part, which her part is also really interesting because you could see, okay, the ground fight and the, and the dirtiness and everything that the, the rebels have to do, but she's also... Her part is like a political thriller because she's got mm-hmm. to navigate the Senate and, and everything, and she's trying to pull the strings there. And mm-hmm. it, it, this is... I really hope we get more of that because I'd love to see that side. I'd almost... I, they threw her in this show and i feel like we could have just gave her a show you gave her and yeah. bail a show of like the oh. political side and and, and put mm-hmm. them together and that would just be amazing mm-hmm. like, wants to yeah say, basically... wait, wait
0: wait 10 years so that the actress who played leia can can you know they can have these her and bail and, and teaching leia the ropes of of the rebellion within the senate I mean like, like but Bale's going to be, but then Bale's going to be yeah. so old and
1: <laughs> trying no, to man. play a character for, but then you know, he, yeah, you'd have him in Rogue One and you like de like ten years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Wait a probably. second.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, just I, I really hope we get to see that side, and I think we're gonna get somewhat of it because I think Luthen is part of that as well. He's he's part of the ech- echelon at least in service he's basically like a caterer of fancy antiquities for these types of people yeah and so he he's part of their circle to an extent it seems like and mm-hmm. so i i'm excited to kind of get to see more of that and more of the political intrigue and and because uh mon mothma is even saying like i can't pull money like i used to i can't everyone's watching me everything i do i'm 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 under surveillance, and it's just such an interesting pull. On you think that it's hard to do to be a rebel on the outside, fighting on the ground, where when every single person that you talk to is your enemy. For her, mm-hmm. her husband, basically,
3: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And and the work she's doing, and it, it, it's just. Amazing, and I can't wait to see them flesh out this character.
2: Yeah, and like, hopefully, we get some like closed doors meetings. You know, like I would love to see that. You know, like some of these like secret meetings where they're like discussing like what next steps are and and things like yes. that. So yeah, yeah. I, me. I mean, I am
0: I don't know if we're gonna but I really, if, if we're gonna get that, I want Baylor Garner to be there. He has to be. Has I don't... to be. Could you imagine Baylor Garner, and then like? fulcrum like a like a voice oh fulcrum.
2: yeah even like if it's like yeah if it's like a hologram but you can't see or it's hooded yeah Yeah. oh
0: (laughs) or just because because in rebels when they (laughs) talked to fulcrum they didn't there was no face i gave myself (laughs) emblems
1: dude they'd have to if they did that they'd have to use ashley not
0: yeah if they just, they just
1: do a voice they have to use her I don't oh, think man. they will because it's a live action show, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Still.
1: And I, th- I also think they want us, with a with new live action show coming in Ahsoka, they want us to get used to Brazil as Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. could you
0: imagine, like, season two, uh, they're they they're just learning of this, this stuff with uh, the Death Star plans and right before Rogue One, right before Cassian goes to that moon to talk to it, and they're, like, discussing it with with, you know, what to do about these ideas coming up. And, you know, you're getting, you get fulcrum in that discussion too. Oh man. Oh man. Yes, sir. Oh, this show, this
1: show is like...
0: Building excitement.
1: Yes. And, and you don't even know if it can even make, meet it, but so far it, it has. Like even, you talked, you talked about like not wanting another slow episode. You wanted to kind of get moving and then we get this episode, which again is slow episode, but again, mm-hmm. you, 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 it still feels tense.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, for you, sure, you,
1: it feels like there's a little bit of anxiety. Every everyone, there's, there's lots of talking, but everyone's on edge.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like hundred percent suspense, like edge of your seat. What's going to happen next? Yeah, hundred percent, and like cliffhangers, big time.
1: Yeah, because well, the, all the they're in the camp. They're all suspensed on the job that they have to commit, and they brought a new person on, and they're all like, "Is this guy? Uh, is he going to be any good? Is he? Is he going to hurt us? You know, is he a spy?" And then mm-hmm. you get the same with with Luthan and Mon Mothma and everything, and she's just anxious about everything because everyone's against her. Everyone's a spy. Everyone is. Uh, yeah, she's and her husband is inviting all the literal people that hate her.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is is like the suspense and anticipation is so high in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, what what I liked about the first arc that we got is we know we're gonna get some payoff to that because we did. Mm-hmm. We already got it in the first arc. Those first yep. two episodes were slow, but you got that payoff in that third episode where everything turned up, turn turn the temperature up to eleven, and. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like that's same things that got to happen in this arc. And I just, I love that we get to see the slower side and the, the more nuances of the world. But then you're going to get that consequences of all that nu- nuance and, and and all the talking and everything. And it's just, I this show has me so much more excited than, because... I was way more excited for Obi Wan than I was for this show. I was like, "Yeah, I can't wait! It's a Star Wars show. I watch everything Star Wars. I I love it. This show is so amazing. The, uh, <laughs> there hasn't been a dull moment. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah you know dies. what? Oh yeah, Tim, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Tim>. So <laughs> that was a dull. Yeah, the trader was that gone. Was <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, um,
2: I I don't know. Like I keep going back and forth with it too. And obviously, as Star Wars fans anytime that there's a new show, right. You're, you never want it to end, right? (laughs) Like everybody would like to have like shows just go on forever and just always have star Wars content, you know, always giving us more stuff. And I feel like with a lot of the other shows, like by this point in the season, I'm already dreading the end, you know, like I'm already like, Oh shoot, there's only a couple episodes more, but with the amount of episodes this has, and if there truly is two seasons, I don't feel that, you know, like, I don't feel that dread, like, Oh man, how are they going to piece all together? And how are they going to make a conclusion to all this stuff? Like, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just like, man, I have so much story to go, you know, and they've already given me this much in the first four
1: episodes. Like, yeah. in the run tight. times. Well, it, yeah. Well, the this run times are longer minutes. than, yeah. Yeah. I anticipated like, getting that? like 30 minute episodes, because that's almost what the Mandalorian is. But then, We've, everyone was a minimum. I think the lo- shortest one was like 37 minutes. It's
0: 38. And, the, and then we got 42, about... 43, and then 50 for this last one.
1: So Ooh. if we're going to get, which which at 50, that's longer than an hour episode of television if it aired on TV. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. An hour episode is only 42 minutes. So, so even a 42 minute episode still feels like a full episode. Yeah. And so if they're going to give us this runtime with this many episodes, like I said, we're, we're talking a lot of Star Wars, a lot of details, oh, yeah, all all the little extras to dive into. It's so awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as I said, you just can't wait to see what happens next. How the how the mission's going to go? All the Imperial stuff you might get to see in the Imperial base.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm hmm.
1: Oh. oh, and okay,
2: I'll I'll go on the record here right now and say. I was wrong. Like it, I was wrong about it. Like slow episodes. Like if if you give me episodes like this, you can call it whatever you want. I'm hundred <laughs> percent okay with it. <laughs> there we go.
1: Well, and, well, especially like we said, because you know about the payoff. You know that it's coming, and we're gonna get to see everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna continue to see where it goes, yeah. and, it, and it's gonna pay off.
0: I don't know why I'm just nothing thinking about yeah. this, but. When they when they start the heist, right? We get to see Cassian just walk in like he belongs, right? Like we're yeah. I hope we're gonna get to see him put those skills to work. They couldn't fathom it. Someone like me walking among them, spitting in their food. Mm-hmm. If you think we'll get that? He'll just see a cafeteria and just <laughs> knock a in it real
1: quick. <laughs> oh man, if he does, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's one thing yeah. that go under this, the there has glass. been. Sneezes. <laughs> 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 there have been. Uh, that's, that's one thing that is interesting with the show. There hasn't been a whole lot of comedy, but where it has, it's been like, well, it's been good. It's, you yeah. know, there, there yeah, really hasn't.
2: Forest, for sure.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. if it, it felt like in the right spot. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more just too much comedy in this show would kind of hurt its darker tones. Right. And and I think that's one thing. I almost would say that's one thing that maybe the last Jedi could have used a little bit less of because it did have a somewhat darker tone and so the some of the uh, comedy stuffs, which I mean Star Wars has always had its comedy stuffs. I mean yeah. Uh, in Attack of the Clones, George wrote C-3PO to say, "I'm quite beside myself," when he's being drugged through the dirt, <laughs> <laughs> right next mm-hmm. to his body. So, I mean, there's so, comedy does exist in Star Wars, uh, but it yeah. just, you know, I think this this show has done done well at it, and mm-hmm. I think I, I just can't wait for the show to continue and what what we'll get to see more of uh, the the Imperial base. Maybe some some, ATSTs. Oh man, I mean. Oh, excited. we never I'm, even I'm, we never
2: even talked about the. They also mentioned Scarif already. They talked yes. about like a like shipments being like diverted there or something along those lines of, uh, stuff like building supplies or something getting sent to Scarif or something. Mm-hmm.
3: So,
1: and and, yeah. So you're getting all this this world building that's what mm-hmm. that's what george was so good at people always complained about all the extras he put into the movies but that's that's just world building it makes you believe that this place is a real place yeah and mm-hmm. i just, another thing we kind of we touched on a little bit but the contrast of this episode from Coruscant to uh Aldani Yeah. The green, beautiful area versus the white and black square that is Coruscant. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, like, that's basically the the contrast. It's not even the contrast of the Empire more. It's even just the the -the on-the-ground rebels versus those in the Senate and and the differences that they have to battle through and that— Look at all of these people that are part of the Rebel Alliance. They still come from different walks of life. I don't think uh, Mon Mothma's life was really that bad, but she cares. She probably isn't affected very much by the Empire, really. Not personally, as a senator. she's just She could have a lavish life like her husband wants, if she wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about the person. and And then you have the people who are in the fight in down low, and it just shows that the rebellion is built on everyone, and it's the attitude, it's the people who care, and that's the important thing. That That's what's most important about the rebellion, is is that you care how others are treated and how life is for other people. And And mm-hmm. to do the right thing. It doesn't matter where you came from, what luxuries you have or didn't have, and and I really like the contrast that that is showing in this episode, and that is, uh, that is, that is something that George Lucas did. We talk about yeah, showing that contrast in Attack of the Clones, where the movie starts off as blue, turns yellow in the middle, as you can <laughs> see it going to war in red, and the tone of the movie is red in the end. And and so you get those those tones and and everything, and this is, this is, great Star Wars. 100%. And this this show has been incredible. And I can't wait to see more. I know I keep saying that, but that's how excited I am uh, just about the things we've talked about. I like having these discussions because we literally, like, I never thought about Cheryl Karn maybe having a redemption arc kind of, sort of. Yeah. And honestly at this point i wouldn't even call it a redemption more like him just if he, if he were to understand what's going on it's not really a redemption it's more like just a realization uh, yeah a realization of which side is the right side actually yeah and and so it just it just has me excited and because and mm-hmm. we have these discussions you guys bring out thoughts i've never never thought of and yeah, it's it's interesting where we can go. With this show.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for the next episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I definitely think we're gonna get some of the heist, but not all of it. We're gonna be left on a cliffhanger right in the middle of the mission and you're just going to mm-hmm. be begging for the episode after it. Right? <laughs> it's over right
2: yeah it's it's i yeah i could definitely see that i would love that if we got like a decent chunk next week um or this week um but i feel like even just based on like the season length and and the the pacing of it i wouldn't be surprised if we got up to the very beginning of the heist they're literally about to do the first whatever it is the first part and it ends right there
0: I don't know, but if you think about it, we, if we get another 50-minute episode, we could have 25 minutes of build-up, you know, training, more Mon Mothma, get ready for the heist, and then you get 15 minutes into the heist, even, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. still a lot before the heist, and then a good chunk into it.
2: Yeah. Or, yeah, even, like, getting up, like, you know, getting to, like, into the facility to some extent. Or yeah what I guess it, yeah. 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 I, I could, could see,
1: see I could see the next episode more or less being a Mon Mothma episode even. You could almost just pause the heist and we could get like you said, twenty five minutes of the political intrigue with Mon Mothma and then like the dinner. then we'll skip back the last little bit where they're starting the heist. Yeah, the dinner. Man, that, you could get the, the dinner, dinner scene and, Yeah and I just I love the way that the the show's cut in between those two because again okay, we talked about the contrast but then the anticipation because the way they cut the the first 3 episodes with his past self and then his his current situation where they were literally like when they they're at the same point the end right. where they're they're both taking off leaving the planet everything they all ended you know they were like mm-hmm kind of shadowing each other in, in in points in the story the way they cut the show together and I wouldn't be it'd be interesting to see if they if they intercut heist scenes with high tension political dinner
2: yeah yeah because really this is a super ambitious show if you think about it. the more you start thinking about the different plots and stories that are now like diverting, because now you have Karn, right, and you have his mom. So there, there's probably I would imagine in the next episode be something along that. You have uh, Dedra, right, and like what she's kind of doing with ISB. You kind of have that kind of situation mm-hmm. going on. You know, you have Von Moppa, you have Luthen, you have you know, there's lots of different things. Not even talking about flashbacks. Not even discussing mm-hmm. that the whole show started with him looking for his sister. You know, not even talking about Marva, not even talking about Clem, the real Clem. I miss Marva. You know, like, like, oh man, there's just like, there's so much.
0: (laughs) I miss B two though. That's that's my that's the biggest disappointment. This episode was lack of B two.
1: I thought the one the coolest thing I saw is I was watching a video and it was Tony Gilroy speaking and he said that no, we wanted to do something different with droids and that the there's a, it's a it's an actual droid and there's someone actually controlling it and we thought you know the actors play themselves so the guy who voices it is the guy who's actually operating it they just gave the job to b2 to the guy who's controlling him and just said nope you're, you're not you might not be an actor but now you're you're also voicing the droid and I'm like that was that was cool you imagine that if you were told like Okay, you're you're we're hired. You're gonna you build and and drive this droid around, and then you are like, "Oh wait, uh, you want to be the voice of it too?" <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, that was that was cool. All right, I think there was kind
0: uh, of a, a a throwaway line again that uh, between Mon Mothma and Luthan, where he says that she can return the gift if he doesn't like it, and then Mon Mothma says. Will you, will you be here if I want to return it? And he goes, well, if not, my assistant knows how to reach me. Kind of alluding to that he's planning to leave the planet again soon, right? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, is he is he going to go and try to help the assist in the escape of the, the heist? Is he going to be there, you know, in his ship ready to... Because obviously they're talking about stealing a freighter that can't outrun TIE fighters and can't fight back. But if he brings in his ship, he could possibly help them fight back against the, the transfer the stuff and, and
1: or and, just yeah, transfer and be the ship. The, ditch the ship and be the escape ship yeah there's there's so many passes it can go and it's almost mm-hmm. like we're we're kind of running into the danger of too much speculation that we are building it up in our mind <laughs> and so we might that you know the the trouble of being a star Wars fan is building up too much and it, it doesn't happen the way you think of, you think it should happen in your mind. And mm-hmm. that's why we uh-huh. just, just need to engage with what we see on the screen. Cause we could build up and then if it just doesn't happen the way we want it to, then maybe we'll be disappointed even though maybe the show's good. And so we always run that danger of speculating too much. Uh, you know, we need to, we need to speculate responsibly. <laughs>
2: yeah Mm -hmm. for sure i think like for instance like in like the mandalorian there was a lot of speculation lived up to the hype let's even Mm -hmm. say obi Obi obi-wan for the most part a lot of people speculated about a lot of things that you might see and i think everybody was very pleased with what you ended up seeing we know with obi-wan vader things like that um and but another one is boba fett I think with that show, I think people speculated a little too much on what they believed was going to happen based on what we knew from the character mm-hmm. prior. And they went a completely different way. And so I think if people were able to, instead of speculating and saying, this is what I know Boba Fett is, they, and they could have just went with the show, I feel like they would have enjoyed it a lot more. But you you continually, each episode, been like, oh, he's probably going to do this, or he's going to turn, or he's going to change, he's going to be his old self mm-hmm. at some point. And then you never really see that so then, there's a lot of people that, yeah, you know, basically overhyped themselves and what they were expecting out of him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's just the challenge, you know, and that's why, uh, you mean people get mad at the at the sequels and stuff, you know, it's mostly just because, uh, for like Josiah, for instance, Han Solo didn't turn out to be the guy he thought he was in his head. In the first or, or
2: or him or George.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not let not go down this path right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, that's the mm-hmm. point though. If if we look if we get too hyped about what we think might happen, mm-hmm. instead of just enjoying the show, we could end up uh disappointed that our our imagination didn't happen on screen. Right. And I think I think that's a kind of a good stopping point there, guys. Uh, this yeah. this show mm-hmm. uh, we turned uh, a fifty-minute episode into uh, an hour and a half of talking about it. So I think that's a pretty yeah <laughs> pretty good. That's how that's much pretty typical for be. us. That's just how <laughs> much detail can be in in such short a time of an episode, yeah. and and how mm. much fun you can get out of it and enjoy it. And, and like mm-hmm. we've all said many times that we, we, this show has been far and above what I expected it. Far better than I expected it to be. And I'm just hooked on every episode. Uh, but thank you all who uh, joined us uh, for Send It There. And every, everyone who is in the chat and everyone who's watching or, or listening to on podcast later... Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, mm-hmm. It really helps us to continue to do this. And, and we look forward to doing this every week. Just talk about Star Wars. That's, I mean, we, we do it on a regular basis anyway. So we thought, why not put our cameras on? <laughs> <laughs> and it yep. is just, it's been so much fun. And I thank you all all for your support.
0: And thank Uh, you to our Patreon member, Bruce, a.k.a. Bap. We appreciate the
1: support. Yes, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you guys want to give any of us a follow, our Twitter handles are on the screen, or uh, you can also find them in the links in the description as well. Uh, We all have separate YouTube channels where we do own things and twitch and streaming play some games uh do that as well also if you want to join our discord we do have good discussions on there we've got a lively group uh check that out uh, if you want to continue talking about star wars also if
0: you if you love gaming and if you love things that are free i think josiah's got a new announcement from earlier today you want to Go ahead and share that with us.
2: Yeah, so uh, uh, it's, well, I'll kind of start with saying, so today uh, I was a little off my game. Usually I try to announce that we're going live uh, prior, at least, you know, 15 minutes before, um, you know, to the different Discord um, communities I'm part of. And my Twitter um, kind of had like a super crazy night, morning. So um, sorry for all the people I didn't uh, give the notification that we are live to. And, uh, also next week I'm going to be traveling, uh, back home to Wyoming from Hawaii. Uh, so I haven't even talked to the guys yet, but I'm going to have to figure out exactly how that's going to be. Um, it's a, um, it's a red eye on Friday night. So we'll have to see how that, (laughs) that ends up playing out, um, for our Saturday podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm one way or another on our socials. We're going to talk about that. On the other hand, um, I'm not sure if this is specifically what you're saying, but on my Twitter um, account, so Martinez mostly, uh, I'm doing a joint giveaway with my son uh, for three months of either like Game Pass Ultimate, PlayStation Plus Premium, uh, GeForce Now, um, Amazon Luna Plus, really anything. Um, any type of gaming subscription we're going to do, we're going to give away uh, three months of that. So all you got to do is retweet my tweet um, and follow Hezekiah's Toys and Games, my son's YouTube channel, and you're entered to win. And uh, that will run uh, for the month of October.
1: And uh, speaking of giveaways, I know we were talking about doing something for 250 subs. Uh, So yeah, we look to do something. I think we were talking about maybe like a Lego set or something here for the channel, and mm-hmm. so share with your friends, get get them to get subbed, and we'll have more details on that as we kind of approach uh, that. And but we will be doing some some kind of giveaway uh, for 250 mm-hmm. subs. Yep, yeah. for sure. All right, guys. Alrighty. Well, thank you, thank what, you very much, is- everyone what is yeah
0: what does obi-wan always say
1: (laughs) may the force be with you always always oh man i I
2: was i was waiting for you to say it (laughs) oh yeah i was waiting for like the very beginning but oh man i missed it (laughs) good job gentlemen all right all right see you guys everyone yep have a great weekend